0: would never want somebody to be afraid to go, you know, have their chart looked at mm-hmm. and to have a Jewish consult because they're afraid of what might be revealed.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality meditation and overall mindful living each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders entrepreneurs yoga teachers coaches along with some of my closest friends and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen thanks for listening Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am with a very special guest today, Laura Plum. And she is going to just enlighten us with all of her Vedic (laughs) knowledge. (laughs) All of her knowledge and everything. So I'm just I'm really excited, obviously, to have you. And I before we actually started recording, just so that you guys know. I'm already trying to schedule Laura as like our monthly, (laughs) (laughs) our monthly like Vedic wise guru um, of all of the things. So Laura, thank you for being here.
0: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Rosie. So
1: one of the things that I get asked about the most from listeners or even my students is the efficacy of Vedic astrology. And Mm. so for me, you were actually my first introduction to it and i feel very blessed to have had you because i was able to understand what vedic astrology was and obviously with my background and coming from the school of tantra and and being in this world for over a decade it's been one of those things where i i didn't really i wasn't i wasn't compelled by it i wasn't called to it mm-hmm. even though i'm really into mm-hmm. it um and i'm glad that i was able to have my first experience with you because I feel like had it been somebody that maybe didn't have the yogic training or background or study, like you have would be able to fully explain what was going on, what was going on in my life.
0: (laughs) So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, I think anything to do with the Vedic sciences, we always love our firsts, right? (laughs) Our first love, our first yoga teacher, our first is always, there's always something special there. And only because I think that person is the one who opens up the door. So I'm happy to have been that um, conduit, (laughs) but that's Uh, all I am.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm like, well... (laughs) All right. You can, you can be humble. I'll, I'll talk you up because you're amazing. She also did Tori's chart, by the way, you guys. So it was really awesome. Um, okay. So that being said, can you just give us a little bit of background, uh, about what Vedic astrology is for the people that are listening that might not be familiar with it? Well, I think
0: you know you, you, you're teasing about me being humble, but the thing is, you know, what can we do but like literally bow to <laughs> the greatness of the Vedas? And, and the more that we go into it, the more we explore it, the more we learn, the more we live it, the more it it continues to wow us. So the Vedic astrology, which is called Jyotish, Jyoti meaning light and Ish meaning divine or Lord. The Jyotish means the basically the study of you as a divine light and it's such a beautiful name just to begin with like basically what we're looking at is the fact that you are the light of consciousness come alive and as you've come alive as a human being coming alive in the time space continuum you know there's there's sort of cosmic law there's universal law there's natural law and so when we see consciousness given to you could say the laws of living then that is going to pick up karma Right. As it seeks to unfold, it's Dharma. So, Jyotish is one of the Vedic sciences, yoga itself, yoga meaning the science of self-realization. Ayurveda and Jyotish could be said to be Upavedas. Ayurveda is definitely an Upaveda, meaning a, a Veda, a supporting Veda, supporting science, supporting the prime science, which is yoga, that we would in this lifetime come to know the truth of who we are. And you can think of Jyotish that way as well. It supports your yoga practice. It supports your meditation practice. It supports your life. But particularly if you're somebody who's seeking to be more conscious, more awake, more mindful, because it helps you see who you are. It helps you see the pattern of light and energy that you have come alive to express. And the word Jyotish itself means light. Jyoti means light. Ish means divine. Ish gives us Ishvara Pranadan or Ganesha. Mm. And I think Ganesha is a great example because Ganesha is said to be the Isha of the Ganas. So he's the Lord, Ish meaning Lord or Divine, mm-hmm. of the natural world. And that's why we look to Ganesh to help us to unfurl and unravel our problems because he is the Lord of natural law. Mm. And he can help us with the realignment. Once we're in a realignment real with nature, we're back in flow. And then where's the problem? <laughs> So geotish is basically the understanding that we are the light of consciousness coming alive, but as a human being, we're given to the time-space continuum. Anytime Mm -hmm. you are uh, entangled, you could say in the time-space continuum, you're going to be having to both so-called follow natural law, but at the same time, also you're going to be picking up karmas as you go through life. And so geotish is said to be the science of karma, but not karma in the sense of what you did bad in the past life that you're having to pay for now. Mm -hmm. But really, what are the energies of the planets, which are considered devas, which are considered divine cosmic energies? What are the energies of those planets you're running in this lifetime? And how are they acting through you? So if you think of karma simply as a word that means action, what are the action of these cosmic energies as they pour through you, as they flow through you, and as they somewhat seek to come alive through you? Once you realize yourself, I mean, think about that. Once you realize yourself as the coming alive of cosmic energies and you're here on some way to serve those cosmic energies, it's a completely, it's a radically different perspective on your life. Mm-hmm. Then when we go through challenges, we we don't say, oh, I must be a bad person or, oh, what did I do to create this? But we say, wow, what a great opportunity for me to learn and to grow. And how can I be more of the light of Jupiter. How can I be more of the light of Venus? How can I serve life, all life by being sort of more of this expansive being that I have come here to be? So it really gives you a big picture. Even though we can go into the detail, it still it gives you a big picture yeah. of who you are and why you're here.
1: Yeah, and I I mean to me it just seems like such a big and sometimes a little daunting thing, blanket of of information to understand because there's just so much and I I think that just looking at it from that perspective for me, it really helped understand all the different elements in my own personal chart with how you explained everything. I think that th- that it's key, right, to be able to look take vantage point from you know either our peripheral vision to look uh from the top down so that we can understand. I like what you said in the beginning: karma, dharma, and aliveness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that's uh, that's something really cool. And you know, for for us, you know, I, can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of understanding that and understanding our relationship to the practice of this, like reading the stars, to gain insight into our own own lives.
0: Well, there was a moment in time where the planets were in certain constellations, in certain relationship to one another, in certain areas of the sky that surrounds the earth, so that 360 degrees around us, that creates a pattern of light and energy. And you are the coming alive of that pattern of light and energy. And wouldn't you want to (laughs) know what that pattern is so you know what the blueprint of your life is, so that you know how to manage those energies? And the fact is that for the most part most of us were raised by human beings who were raised by human beings who basically you know on and on and on were conditioned and we went to school and we went to school where there a lot of people went to school where there is 20 25 30 35 children in one classroom with one teacher mm-hmm. which means they necessarily had to have one uniform way of teaching and so most of us get to 21 years old and we've been we're sort of prepackaged and right? I mean totally on some level we're not being related to in a very individual indi- sorry individualized way. Mm-hmm. And jyotish is basically giving that back to you, saying, you are really unique, you are the coming alive of light, you are the coming alive of the cosmos. I mean, it's really exciting. And you have unique gifts to share. And so somebody who's sensitive or awake, I mean sensitive in the positive sense. It may have already tuned in, right? They've tuned in to you, for instance. You've tuned in. You, you know uh, that you're a communicator, right? You know that you're here to teach. So that's that's obvious. But we're able to look at your chart and say, yeah, you are channeling or or delivering. You could say the gifts of Mercury, mm-hmm. and Mercury is the planet of the intellect and communication. And it's just very validating on the one hand to see that. But it's also very, we can actually look at when Mercury is going to be really strong in terms of the timing of your life. So if you're feeling an intuition around creating something, let's say, we can look at what's the right timing for that. If you're feeling like there's just, you know, everybody's hurling mud, slings, and arrows at you, (laughs) we can talk to people about how long this period might last and what are the best, what's the best course of action during this time. So, There's a lot of reasons why it's great to do. One thing I once had somebody say to me, she didn't come to me for a session, but she sort of played around with coming, booked a session and then canceled it. She said, you know, I feel like my mission or what I need to be doing in my life right now is just practicing acceptance and just riding the waves. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that wisdom of yoga, Um, but I believe that Jyotish can really help you ride the waves better. I really believe it helps with radical self-acceptance. And one definition of enlightenment is radical self-acceptance, right? The the, the day that we come to that place where we truly accept ourselves for all the greatness that we are and all the humanness that we are. And I really feel like Jyotish helps wrap you in a big hug (laughs) of acceptance.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I think that that's, that's part of, what I found so fascinating is this idea that the stars have the answers to certain things that are happening in our lives. Have you ever seen something where you can see something in somebody's chart and it's not that it's not accurate, but it's, it's opposite of what a chart says, or is it pretty spot on? I'm curious like if somebody's going to have an experience that's
0: not in the chart or the Yeah, like
1: in- like if somebody if you see on the, on the chart that it's like during a time of it looks like it's going to they're going to have just a couple of challenging months or something. Can you see that in somebody's chart? Like if it's a time where maybe people should like stay indoors <laughs> for like 6 <laughs> months or yes. something.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll give myself as an example. I went through a period where there was, uh, I mean, without going into too much detail, there was a big Saturn, Rahu, K two, which are the big malefics cross, just a big, huge cross across first house, seventh, fourth and 10th. And I just, you know, I could feel it. I could see my life kind of having all this craziness. And I just went to India. And um, my first jyotish teacher, when I told him about it later, he said, yeah, the best thing you could do at a time like that is just get you have to duck. You have to get under <laughs> the radar. You know, you just, in the old times, he would say people would just go to a cave, and you know, I just did that. I just did. I just deepened my sadhana. I went to India and I stayed in ashram and I was on the Ganges River, and just I didn't. I didn't waste the time, but I certainly wasn't trying to move things forward. Actually, if anything, I was going deeper into myself and deeper into that sense of of exploration. Another reason I think Josh is beautiful because it's a spiritual science, so it doesn't say stop doing what you're doing or what you're doing is wrong or bad, it it points us back to our sadhana, points us to mantra as remedies, mm-hmm. right? It points us to seva or service as remedies, meditation as remedies. So it's always pointing us back to the, the practice, back to our sadhana.
1: Hey guys, Tori here. Sorry to cut in, but uh, Rosie's just had a major accident. <laughs> So a snack accident is something that happens quite often in our household, and I will tell you about my new favorite obsession, my new favorite snack accident, skinny dipped almonds. When I was little, I used to love eating an entire bag of chocolate-covered peanuts. (laughs) I'll I'll leave it to your imagination to what those very specific chocolate-covered peanuts are. Or As I got older and got more health conscious, I found that almonds were just a much better option and when I found skinny dipped almonds at the grocery store, I became quickly obsessed with them and unlike the other brand of snacks, skinny dipped almonds are actually made with real ingredients. There's nothing artificial about them, nor artificial flavors or colors, no sugar additives and it's powered by plant protein, which I love, and they are naturally gluten-free, which is amazing for somebody like me that has celiacs. So if you are curious about trying my new favorite obsession, visit SkinnyDipped.com and use my code RADLOVE15, that's R-A-D-L-O-V-E 15, to get 15% off your entire order. Try the dark chocolate peanut butter, which uh, (laughs) is really good. I laugh because I can eat an entire bag in one sitting and not feel bad about it at all, which I've done on several occasions. I'm really excited about their new dark chocolate peppermint because the holidays are coming up and it's always so nice and cozy to try a snack that doesn't make you feel guilty or bad or like you have just had too much. So check them out at skinnydipped.com and don't forget to use the promo code RAD love 15. And now I'm back to our show. Yeah, is is there ever anything in your chart that's like that that'll say, "Oh, this is bad or <laughs> or don't do this right now?" Like does it give you that type of clarity that's that's that apparent or does it have to do more with guiding somebody in the right direction of creating something new or making a different decision?
0: Okay, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to first preface it by saying I mean, I, I would never want somebody to be afraid to go, you know, have their chart looked at, mm-hmm. and to have a Jewish consult because they're afraid of what might be revealed. We don't do that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, if somebody's going through a difficult time, I can often see that affirmed by the chart, and then give advice about two things: advice about how to live it, and also what I think is most beneficial is an idea about when it's going to be over Mm. so for instance if somebody's experiencing saturn crossing their moon or saturn in their 12th house which by the way if you have capricorn rising then then this is not western astrology right this is eastern Mm -hmm. so the timing and the dates are different but if you did have capricorn rising then right now you have saturn in in your 12th house so we can look at the timing of that when it started when it will pass and it usually is saturn that drives people to, to see a geotish person and to have a consult. Um, cause Saturn can really kind of sit heavy on our, on our lives. Um, Saturn is, is a taskmaster and he really wants us to learn and to grow, but he often brings the opportunities to learn and grow in yeah. quite challenging ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We can see that in the chart.
1: Yeah. And so, um, I'm, you know you can't really change what planets are in when they're when they're in right you you come right. into this this planet at a specific time date year and whatever you come in with that's what it is right so that that's how your your chart is uh, determined right? Right. It's not like you can change like, oh, I don't want to have this much Jupiter in my chart. Can you fix Mm. it?
0: Mm. Um, Right? Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have your Jupiter. (laughs) Jupiter's a really great planet. Um, You know, yes, yes and no. So here's the thing. I think, and this is from my work of doing this for a long time, the way I think of it is, I feel like at a certain exact moment in time, the planets, stars, space, they all line up perfectly to create, you could say, like the turn of the key in the door mm-hmm. that unlocks that door, that portal for you, your soul to come in. So it's exactly the right match for your soul and your next life, which is going to help you evolve and grow, right? Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? So now maybe your soul is ready to just come back to serve and do nothing but serve and just be an enlightened person in servants. Well, whatever it is, there's a moment in time and then suddenly the door swings open and in you come. So it really does speak very strongly to the character of the person, to the psychology of the person, to the gifts and talents of the person, to even to the kind of consciousness of the person. We can see that too, the mm-hmm. level of consciousness that they somewhat arrive with. Having said that, consciousness predates everything. Consciousness is there first. And out of consciousness emerges energy. And of course, from that patterns, and then of course, from that form. So we can, through mantra, which is why mantra is one of the great remedies, through mantra, we can dissolve stuck patterns, Mm -hmm. right? We can dissolve flawed form, (laughs) and we can dissolve back to the, you could say, origins of creation and recreate from there now, that takes quite a sadhana but it is why we offer mantra where there's challenges in the chart so there's i i, I want to say this there's no it doesn't take away free will mm. it doesn't take away the capacity to overcome what we've come in with and it just depends and we can see this in the chart the the degree to which that is you know is that made of tinder Or is that made of concrete, right? Mm -hmm, And we can mm -hmm. see that in the chart too. How much effort are you going to have to put in? But beyond that, I think what's important, and this is what I find in the chart, is I think it just helps us so much to see what we already suspected about ourselves. Mm. I know that this happened for me, and I've seen this with other clients. It almost sometimes feels like there's something in the chart that could be interpreted as a negative. Mm. But when you gently say that to a person, this is there, they'll say, I knew it. And it feels so good to be affirmed. <laughs> and once they're affirmed, right, then they, they, they can move on. They can you know, turn the car in a different direction. Um, there's something very, very affirming about being recognized and being seen for who you truly are and not just for who you've communicated yourself to be but really what's there under the surface. And we can see that. And and in in a way that I, I, I don't mean it to sound, it's not invasive, it's not scary. <laughs> it's just very, very affirming. Wow, yeah. And I, I feel like very
1: empowering as well because I know for me, maybe there was the fear initially. Maybe that's why I hadn't had the desire to get my chart read because I'd heard stories from friends of mine that, they didn't really like what they heard. And so I just didn't really feel compelled, but I I really do believe that it, it has more to do with where you are in that, in that space and time and who is reading your chart. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I really like that you said that because for me having, you know, you and your knowledge really helped me understand that it, and it made me be able to understand those different areas in a more concise way. And I, and I really also like what you're saying about it being a tool for us to just get to know who we are at our essence, not Mm -hmm. necessarily our personality traits, but who, who we really are at our deepest core.
0: right? Mm -hmm. Right.
1: So for you, doing this as your own personal practice, and also being somebody with this knowledge, this Vedic knowledge, and understanding how to translate that so that people understand it. What has been the most gratifying thing for you doing this type of work?
0: I I love it when people write me and say, Exactly what you said was going to happen happened and it exactly happened on like the date. (laughs) And I often don't remember that I'm not usually that specific about a date. I'm usually saying roughly around this period things will happen, but oftentimes it'll happen just right at the beginning. Um, That's always very satisfying. I also find it really satisfying when people, like you said, feel empowered by the Mm -hmm. session and then make the choices. Uh, that will help them move forward in their life, that it gives them courage, that it gives them clarity, you know, that it gives them... The most beautiful thing, though, I think is just really at the end of the session when people say thank you, they mm-hmm. feel seen. Yeah. Yeah, and they feel whole. You know, a lot of people... I just was on with somebody recently, and she's um, from an Indian family, and she... uh grew up knowing all about Jewish and she had people in her family who used to mm-hmm. practice and, and consult and at the end of the session she she said i just feel like this has been so liberating and it helped her get beyond the conditioning of her history and her family and she was able to see a clearer path for herself she's able to see why she's not the fulfillment of <laughs> the conditioning and the expectations that her parents and people have had for her Mm -hmm. it was really beautiful to really feel her literally like unzip (laughs) all the masks you know and all the Mm -hmm. coverings over her yeah and get free and really feel herself free so I love that I also had a session just one last one is with a woman who you know I was looking at her chart and I was saying well there's this that and other Clearly, you're a caretaker. You have a lot of caretaking, nurturing energy. She said, no, no, no. <laughs> and I said, well, th- let's look at the time. Maybe we've got the time off or maybe this and that. And we went for lot, about 20 minutes back and forth. And I just couldn't understand how she wasn't fitting what I was seeing in the chart. Never had that happen. Mm-hmm. And finally, she said, I can help my mother then. My mother got sick. And I had I spent the past 20-some years taking care of my parents. And now I want to be free. I want my career. I want my life. And it was just amazing because I just thought, wow, she's Mm. just defined being a caretaker. But because she doesn't want to be that way anymore. (laughs) When I suggested she was that way, she didn't want to hear that. So, but it's beautiful because at the same time, she really, she really is that and by by the time we finished the reading she was able to really embrace the fact that she had spent these 20 years doing this beautiful thing really being in service and that now is her time and i was able to look at the chart and see yes now's your time and there's great energies that will come along and support you in fulfilling you know this next phase of your life so mm-hmm. it's just really beautiful to see that with people where they're just you know she's just was longing to have her own life and to kind of be a grown- up now, finally, at the age of forty something,
1: oh wow. I
0: love that yeah. That's,
1: that makes me so happy. and it it just it it's validating as well, I think, to our own self and our own intuition or knowing, because I think that what you're saying is absolutely right. There's always a deeper knowing when we're searching for something or we're seeking some guidance or we're trying to validate some feeling. And I think that. Uh, for me, what my reading did was just validate all of the things that I was already doing, and it helped give me a clear direction. And it made me feel better about mm-hmm. ha- having a, a rough time during <laughs> during, mm-hmm. during the period that you had stated for me, because I was like, "This is this coincidental? Is it not? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's coincidental." And um, yeah, so I really I love that. So for the people that are listening. And they're curious about getting um, their their chart read, or they're curious about this uh, Vedic knowledge. What are like the top three benefits that people can receive from getting their chart read?
0: well the reminder that you're a conscious being but not just the saying of that not just the words but the actual really feeling yourself as the light of consciousness come alive Sri Bindos used to say we are alive to creatively and consciously participate in the creative evolution of consciousness and it's really this kind of it, it really shows you how your soul made a choice for this life mm. and it's just so expansive you just I just feel like you' you feel like your heart just lifts your arms and you start to fly it also gives you this sense of some of the challenges of your life especially if you're going through a challenging period it can give you a sense of how long that will last what it's about how to learn from it what to learn from it and how to really live through it and that actually so often I see that really minimizes the challenge just having, more knowing. It it sort of sets people up for mastery. And then the final thing is it, a Jyotish session can really help you define your purpose and really become a blueprint for how do you live your purpose? How do you fulfill your purpose? So it's it's powerful.
1: Yeah. And I, I think one of the other things just to add to that is to approach something like this with an open mind and the thought that perhaps there is another way to achieve all of these things. Because I also feel like sometimes we get our ego comes in and we want to really create something in a certain specific time period. And if it's just not the best time for us to do it, we may encounter challenges. And, and I think it's important to just come into doing something like this from a really open mind and just, uh, yeah, just being open to receive the, knowledge and and the insight that somebody with like your level of expertise could could present or advise right Mm -hmm.
0: I think that in that way it brings in a lot of self-compassion and acceptance and I think you know if it's not your time to be doing that thing then you get to sit back and enjoy watching others do that thing while you incubate it or while you uh, go back to school or you know have a child or you know right it's it is a science of right timing and i hope that that gives people a sense of patience and and trust as well.
1: Yeah, it definitely gave me those things. <laughs> um, so thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be sharing you with all of our listeners, Laura. I have a feeling that a lot of people out there are going to be uh, contacting you. So for those, uh, those people out there that are listening to this, uh, are you? how can they reach you? Or if they have questions or they want more information, where should they go?
0: Just very simply, lauraplumb.com. So dot com. And there's a, under services, there's a, a page called Geotish. They could also go to lauraplumb.com forward slash Geotish. And there, there's a lot of good resources too, including a couple of videos, books that I like, uh, if people want to learn more.
1: Thank you, Laura, so much for everybody listening, all of those links that Laura just provided will be on our show notes. So you can simply just go to the info button on this particular episode and you can click the links and go directly to those um, to that information on her website. Um, are you on social media at all?
0: I am. I think it's at Laura Plum on Instagram and uh, Beta Wise on Facebook and that's it. Okay, great. So we'll
1: also link those up on the show notes so okay. that people can um, can reach Correct. out to you and connect with you. So before I let you go, I have just one question that I ask all of my guests and it's pertaining to this particular podcast and why I created it, which,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: you already know. Um, so the question is, uh, well, actually, no, the reason why. So The reason why I created this podcast was for people to have a place to go to for more information or to just feel a sense of connection and community. And the idea is that we are radically loved and radically supported by God, source, universe, whatever higher power of your understanding, the universe works for us and not against us. And so the idea is that we are all radically loved. And so my question to you is, How do you feel radically loved?
0: Hmm. Well, I think that my exploration of the Vedas and all the different Vedic sciences has been both the pursuit and the celebration of that. I feel radically loved by life and radically loved by this world that we live in. You know, whether it's tree, leaves, grass, flowers, sky, earth, sea, mountain, love expresses itself through nature's beauty and bounty. And it is everywhere all around us all the time, reaching out for us. And yeah, I love that you call it radically loved because love is radically loving us all the time.
1: Oh, Laura, thank you so much. I'm so excited Amen. to have you on again. Thank you so much for doing this and for all the thank work you. that you're doing. Uh, all of your knowledge you. and wisdom is just a gift to everybody in the world that gets to experience it and your love and passion for it is absolutely felt. So thank you so much for that. And um, and I can't wait to share you with the world.
0: <laughs> thank you, Rosie. And thank you for all that you're doing to let people know that they are relevant. love Love is really the, the healing the greatest healer of all so thank you for the work you do
1: hey everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode I am so excited to continue to do this please share this with your friends email us message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta subscribe on iTunes write a review we love doing this so please help us continue to keep this podcast going